Hi everyone, Jenna here. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Monday! As you know, at Million Marker, we love testing for toxic chemicals. To us, knowledge is power.、Uh, instead of hiding from a bad situation, we should learn about it, face it, and then so we can address it. That's why we what we do with our detect and detox kit that we test your body. Chemical burdens point out the likely products that you can swap out, then offer you cleaner alternatives. The average person actually uses up to over 168 chemical daily through their personal care products. While personal care products are really important, but there are also many other ways to clean up ourselves,、um, our lives. And water, on the other hand, is essential for human life, and every cell in our body. Requires water to function. Yet there are a lot of issues today with our water supply, and we can have our water supply can be contaminated with heavy metals or chemical used to treat water, plastic contamination, PFAS, you name it. There's so much more. That's why we're super excited today to join by Johnny Pujo,、um, the CEO of Simple Lab, also the creator of the Tap Score. Tap Score Simple Lab is the only company that actually operate a national wide network of specialized water testing, and it's a, a really cool service. And so we can't wait to ask him more about it. So let me check to see if he's here and then invite him to join. And Tap Score actually have many different kind of services and water testing kit. So we will ask Johnny all about it. How to even get started with testing your water? Looks like we have some Instagram issues saying that they're unable to join. We'll give a couple more minutes. While we're waiting, highly recommend folks to check out Simple Lab Tap Score website.、Um, you can even look up based on your address what's your local water source your score look like. Oh, here you are. Hey, Jenna. How you doing? Good. How are you? Monday, swamped. I know.、Working. I know the awkward, awkward silence. I was like, okay, let's make sure. Hopefully, Instagram is working properly today. I feel like it's a. It, it was like a hot outdoors weekend, and today is like a cold, rainy indoors Monday. It's right. It's, it's a lot for me to <laughs> adjust to. Still halfway through. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I gave a little bit introduction already that water testing is really important. So tell us a little bit about your background, like you know what led you start Simple Lab. Oh well, you know I think it was there were a number of failed ideas that kind of got us started, and and usually that's kind of you know, you're budgeting in the beginning just for how many failed ideas you can live through before. You find one that's good.、And、in our case, it was a number of attempts to kind of understand、uh, arsenic treatment problems. We were like working at a, at the University of California, looking at rural communities, rural communities that had arsenic issues, and then you you go down to the these areas where there are really severe arsenic issues in the in the groundwater. And you discover that it's not the fact that there's arsenic in the water that's the problem; it's that people don't know about arsenic in the water, right? And the water doesn't taste bad, so people want to drink it anyway. And and that's when the idea that I think currently we are still working on really came to be, which was that like you needed to like ex- really ex- 
you know, explain to people what the concerns were related to arsenic. And, and to do that, you needed to get more water testing done. And Flint had taken place and there was the tragedy surrounding Flint and all things kind of suddenly conspired to make it clear, okay, we're gonna build a really easy water testing solution for people whereby anyone with any background feels comfortable like ordering a water test, understanding what that means for their health, getting filtration installed if they need that uh, and, and making it affordable because historically had been really part of the reason no one was getting water testing done was it was real not just complicated but like really expensive didn't need to be but the industry was really focused i mean like the laboratory industry was really focused on delivering kind of professional services only like to to to, to professional engineering firms and to the utility or to the municipality or to big businesses, but like had never, the laboratory industry hadn't really figured out a way to mm -hmm. properly serve people at home. And that was ultimately, came, that idea really came out of the idea initially, which was just to, to like build an arsenic filtration system for, for water systems, for utilities. Um, and uh, in that process learned, you know, the big gap we saw was consumer awareness of drinking water. And we solved that with a water testing service that we think makes it very easy to like order, order water test kits and get results that you understand. But the, getting this results to come across to people easily understanding is that how you started building the tap score that, you know, people need to see a more like just a number to let them know what's going on. I think like, yeah, so there's like such a, the scoring thing is popular now, right? You, you, you're kind of used to in any context having like a score facilitate so many of the things we do. Right? Obviously there's like the credit score and that might be the single biggest, you know, score, but there are so many other types of like health scores and non-health mm -hmm. scores and matching scores. I and mean, even when you're like, you know, booking, booking flights, you know, there's a kind of scoring system to be like how well it matches your criteria. I mean, this is all over the place now. And so we knew that this was a really good way to simplify something that was complex. Mm -hmm. And so much of like the direct to consumer economy now is like just this thing. It's like, okay, let's take these really professional services that were once really difficult to access. Let's make them accessible to everyone. How do you... Or I think I'm losing you. Um, can't hear you. Okay, now you're here. Here we go. Integrity. Oh, can you still not hear me? Yeah, yeah you can getting, hear now. Uh, I can hear now. How do you give like a billion people who don't have the kind of analytical background or the chemistry background a, a service that they can use that is easy for them to understand but doesn't sacrifice sophistication, right? Mm -hmm. or, or intellectual vera uh, veracity? One of the easiest ways to do that is to be like, okay, well, we're going to parameterize it, we're going to give it a score. Everyone understands A minus, A plus, C minus, zero to 99, one to 10, five stars, one star. So you kind of like find ways to, to make an algorithm in our case that like takes all this water quality risk and puts it on a, on a spectrum. In our case, one to 99, 99 being the best, one being the worst. So that at least someone who's familiar with like being scored can feel competent enough to like see if they've got a problem or not and then and that's the user's decision to go from there like okay i got a 72 it's about the average score let's say why did i get a 72 okay now i have a journey you know now i'm like kind of being told i'm going to be shown the reasons my water quality is lower than ideal 
I have a reason to investigate this issue called uranium. Why? Because I have uranium in my water, right? So, and, and, and I think that makes it a lot easier for, for an individual to kind of like get to the root cause of what's wrong and, and fundamentally like take the time, it, you know, to understand. Uh, and I think honestly, if this had been more ubiquitous five years ago, it would have been easier to tell people in a town in Southern California of a hundred people that like, listen, this is why arsenic is bad, you know, but if no one is doing any water testing and if nobody can understand or, or if just kind of personally connected to their water quality and understands why it might be impacting their health, it's going to be really difficult to, mm -hmm. for those people to like invest in preventing those th bad things from happening. Right. So yeah. why, why is water testing important then? So I think like there's two ways to look at it. Like the first like blunt force way, way to look at it is like, hey, you know, you drink water and water could have lead in it and lead could be a neurotoxin. You can have uh, arsenic in it. You can have um, a microbial contamination that makes you sick and throw up and diarrhea and all these um, horrible things. Uh, that's the, like the principal reason for water testing. It's like you could get sick. You could get, you know, uh, there might be something that doesn't taste good and you want to improve it. Um, it might be hurting your plumbing, like your appliances are rotting out from underneath you. Um, or all of your sinks and drains have turned funny colors and you want to stop that from happening anymore. That's kind of principal reason number one, which is like you have a problem and you can solve it, but you can't solve it until you get things tested. You know, it's like you don't go to the pharmacy every time you feel sick. You first go to the doctor and like that, that step matters. And since there is no like water doctor, you know, we kind of play that role connecting the individual to the laboratory of, of analyzing the results and saying, okay, well, here's, here's what your water doctor would say, which is that you've got a lead problem, you have a nickel problem, right? And you can go solve it. The, the second, I think maybe more interesting, but more abstract reason is that fundamentally we, we spend way too much time and money on things we don't need, I believe, right? Like water quality is very fundamental to like, just like mm -hmm. having, you know, your shit together to be blunt, mm -hmm. right? Like if, you're, if your water is good, if, you're, if you've got good food and you've got good friends and you have close relationships and you sleep well and you exercise, like you can live a pretty happy life. If you don't do those things and you get sucked into like, for the sake of our example, like drinking a bunch of soda all day long, right? right? It's just going to put you on a, on a less success, a proven less successful path for your own personal well-being. And so like from a fundamental standpoint, I think one of the most interesting things about testing water is like bringing our focus back to this like foundational mm -hmm. place where I think these decisions all, while they may seem very small, like water quality is not nearly as life threatening as other things that we're surrounded by. It's so fundamental that like, if you take the time to get that right, you start making good decisions in other places. You start making wise decisions in other ways. And so I think for those two kind of reasons, the first being practical, the second being abstract, I think like focusing on water quality and getting water tested has been like really um, a really rewarding thing for, for for our customers and for us as a team and keeps driving us forward. And, and I think, as you know, generally, we, we do now like other types of testing beyond water. We've done some soil testing, wastewater testing, kind of expanding what we do to, uh, to provide more and more direct access to environmental risks. Right, right. And you have so many amazing tests that you offer from Simple Lab, my test score. So what are the different type of water supply that 
PAP score actually analyze? Because I think that's also really important, right? Yeah, so, you know, I grew up with a well in Connecticut, didn't even know about it until I was probably like 16 years old. And I've heard all sorts of different stories. There's four main types of water source people have. They have like a surface water supply, like a reservoir or a spring. They have a rainwater supply, pretty rare, but pretty popular now, more so than it was 10 years ago. And then the two big ones are private well or a community well, maybe a couple of neighbors share a well, and then a utility, a, a, a community water system regulated by the U.S. government. So the first step is to identify what your water source is, because that is going to dictate the concerns you need to be aware of. And then the second step is really to say, okay, well, a combination of three things. It's like, well, one is, what is my budget? What am I noticing? Like, what are my concerns? Are there, a, do I have a neighbor next door who's up to no good and I want to like figure out what the heck he's dumping? Or is it that I'm, you know, next to a giant um, agricultural kind of industrial process that I'm worried about? Or, or, hey, I live at the top of a hill in a pristine part of the world, but, you know, my pipes are 70 years old. And then finally, it's just obviously budget. You know, how much am I willing and able to spend? And sometimes the answer is very little and sometimes the answer is a lot. And so you, we on the mytapscore.com site try to help hold your hand through those decisions and get you the test that makes the most sense with all of that taken into account. That makes a lot of sense. So pretty much different depending on your water sources, depending on your need, then that actually requires a different type of testing protocols. Exactly. Got Not it. so much the testing protocol. I mean, while that does sometimes change, it's usually like what is tested for and mm -hmm. how the sampling is performed. So, you know, when, you, when you're collecting blood, you know, you pull it from the arm and, and I might be simplifying a process that's more complicated, but like there aren't, you know, an infinite number of ways really of collecting a blood sample. When it comes to water sample collection, you know, there's some important fundamental differences between these sources. Right, like, and concerns. Like if your concern is the water is coming contaminated from the well or from the source, you need to sample in a very specific way to make sure that the water mm -hmm. sample being tested is reflective of that type of contaminant risk. Whereas if the risk is in your own pipes or your own faucet at home, mm -hmm. you're gonna sample in a slightly different way. And so the sampling process is really what captures the difference between these sources of exposure, whether it's like from a private well or a water mm -hmm. system or rainwater, in addition to there being fundamentally different contaminants. It's very unlikely to find chlorine naturally in your drinking water, naturally disinfecting your private well, right? <laughs> if someone has added it in there, it's probably not supposed to be there to begin with. So a private well, you won't really check for as many kinds of VOC mm -hmm. risks as you might from a utility that is adding chlorine, you know, to the water. And so, you know, that and other examples, I think, determine why we choose source as the first criteria before like getting to which test makes, makes most sense for you. Got it. So once people do the test, what can they learn from the TAP score report? So the report then tells you, okay, well, what was found in the sample? Were those detection levels for each of those chemicals that were found, are those high or those low? Do you have a problem? Do you have a kind of problem, a really big problem? A, hey, this is totally normal, but you've got this in your water. Then finally, what do you do about it? Mm -hmm. um, hey, okay, so you're telling me I should be scared. I need to do something about this. Here's what I want to, you know, here's some options. 
we give you some filtration and treatment options. And those are matched up so that like the options we're giving you will specifically deal with the problems surfaced in your reports. And this is a, like a much, uh, almost a taboo subject is like point of use in, in home water quality filtration and treatment. Mm -hmm. It's not regulated in the same way as the utilities reg are regulated. Um, there's a fairly loose system of, of, of like quality control, not just on like the product specifications, but on like which products people are buying and why they're buying those products. There's thousands of brands on the, right. on the shelves. Right. But like fundamentally, maybe 10 water treatment or filtration technologies. And I would say part of the reason you have such a big difference in the number of products on the shelves and the small number of actual technologies is what you can do with branding and marketing. So there's a lot of nonsense that has ruled for a long time. And a lot of people think they're buying a silver bullet when in fact there's different technologies for different reasons. And so matching up somebody's water quality report, their TAP score report with like treatment solutions that make sense for their water quality is a very valuable kind of final step in the process. That makes a lot of sense. So then do you recommend people to do redo the testing after they get their filtration system just to make sure hey, this filtration system is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Like, I absolutely love it when people do that because actually that tells us, first of all, if like the system is really doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so we actually get a lot of valuable information out of that. It's very, it's wonderful when a customer does that for their own like um, assurance as well. It can be more expensive because now you're kind of, you're buying two tests. So we don't push it hard and usually it's not necessary. There are some there are some kind of rules of thumb about which technologies will reduce which types of contaminants. There are certifications out there for mm -hmm. some products, although very not very many products have all the certifications. Very few products mm -hmm. have even a large number of certifications. So what we do is we kind of make assumptions based upon what you have in your water and your pH and the kind of physical qualities of your water to then say, hey, these technologies are gonna work. These products use these technologies you can assume you know, 80% reduction, a 90% reduction, a 99% reduction if you buy this product or this technology. If you want to go one more step and test it, you can, but it's certainly not necessary because uh, you know, not everyone's gonna spring for that. Right, so other than a water test you mentioned, um, and we know you also even have a, a bottled water test. Like what are the tests that you offer? Cause you kind of mentioned a soil and you also mentioned other things. So what are oh, yeah. the tests? So we, we do testing for hydroponics systems. We do testing for yeah, bottled water, uh, drinking water, certainly all these different types of surface water and non-potable water come through the door. We're increasingly inclined to kind of like provide other types of environmental testing services, but like really our heart and soul is still in the drinking water side of things. So like it's mostly people who have private well water or city water or moved into a new home or have a a baby on the way and really just want to check uh, once and for all. Spring water is really popular and it's particularly popular in areas where people have like access to spring water. It's not obviously mm -hmm. popular in Manhattan, um, <laughs> but like in rural areas, people will actually, you know, go and collect water in different ways. And so we do a lot of testing there. And, and typically with spring water, you have to be a little more careful, right? Because you don't know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. as there's no one else looking at it. If you have a private well or if you're gathering water from a spring, you usually can't rely on someone else making sure that water is safe. And so it's up to you.
if you if you own the land that has that spring or that well, then you have to do that due diligence yourselves. And so you do a lot of, and that can sometimes invite a lot of very esoteric testing. And you know the esoteric stuff. Obviously, you mentioned some plastics. We do like a lot of mm-hmm. microplastics testing, SVOCs from industrial contamination, fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, drugs, and pharmaceutical compounds. Mm-hmm. You know, like a big one is like sucralose and caffeine. These are interesting because they don't get into the water unless there's a source, a human source mm-hmm. of waste nearby. Right. And so it's a way of indicating if the water has been like connected to an anthropological you know, event. Right. And then there's like a whole wide world of microbiology out there. You know, like the kind of common risk factors like coliform and E. coli, yeah. which, you know, usually symbolize uh, human waste nearby or animal waste nearby, which is obviously a no-no. And it's Legionella, uh, mycobacterium. There, there's more and more esoteric uh, uh, microbes out there. And what we try to do is bring them all in. So you know, we're onboarding labs all the time taking on their kind of new qualities and capabilities and providing a kind of like one sample version. So like if you're a consumer and you want to run this one weird test, you can. Love it. Love it. So then what's the first step if a consumer wants to get on board, uh, getting started with the TAP score, what's the first step they need to do? Easiest thing really is just to go to mytapscore.com. We got a great customer support.